I go in the bathroom, I brush my teeth, um, I get ready, uh, fix my hair, whatever, blah, 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 I change my clothes. I wear the same thing, so I've got the same thing five days. Almost look like a cartoon character sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, dude. And I'm fine with it because it's one less thing i got to think about. Right. And and while I have it, just one qu- I do want to clarify. You did sort of clarify that you did brush your teeth. I do that too. <laughs> It's Inner Drip with Jafet and David Boyd, and we've got a kick-ass guest this week, Mr. Samuel McCarver. What's, What's up, up man? What's, What's up, going dude? on, guys? Uh, appreciate you having me on. Kick-ass seems like we're sort of playing fast and loose with what that terms mean. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> and no refunds available. Yeah, are take satisfied with your Samuel McCarver product. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> you're going to have to get in touch with the manufacturer. I know, right? Which, is, <laughs> coincidentally enough, is currently out of business. Y- your yo, my mom oh, is God, dead. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy shit! I walked into that one. Damn, man. <laughs> so we are not accepting accepting RMAs at this Damn. time. <laughs> that division's been closed. Uh, oh, this was, is so staying in. It was, yeah, this is staying in. I had forgotten y'all went to high school. Uh, we did together. Yes, you were a at the same time. You were a freshman whenever I was a senior. So yeah. you, so uh, tell us a little back back story of you. How old are you? Uh, I'm 36. 36. You yeah. live in. I live in Brownsville still. Have I moved. I moved back after moving sort of around quite a bit. Cool. Um, have you? You've moved around a couple. Yeah, I mean, so I graduated high school in '05. I graduated 17. Moved over to Jackson with Steve Stewart. Yeah, yeah. you know Steve. Yeah. We're still homies. Um, left there. Moved into a, a one-bedroom place like around the corner on Division. And I moved back to Brownsville, then I moved back to Jackson, back to, and I went to Carryville, another place in Memphis, back to Brownsville, and then sort of around in Jackson. Then I moved over to Myrtle Beach at the end of 21, and I came back last year for business reasons. Yeah. And just because, I mean, i got to be honest, I miss my people. Yeah, um, You can, pretty much anywhere you live feels like anywhere else. Because you do the same stuff, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I still went to the same, like, three places. You could eat. The interesting fact about Myrtle Beach is you can eat a different meal at a different restaurant every day of the week. So you could do breakfast, lunch, dinner at three different restaurants every day of the week for a year and not eat at the same physical location. That That's is. how many places there are to eat there. Huh. And it's not a huge city either. It's Horry County has roughly 400,000 people in it. Yeah. Versus okay. Memphis, the greater Memphis area is somewhere around 600,500 to 700,000. That's what I was thinking. Somewhere around there. Yeah. So it's like a two-thirds the size of Memphis and completely completely different in terms of like the culture and the hangout. So, you know, you have a lot of people from the Northeast up there, like over in Myrtle. Uh, like I had a friend of mine who's from Baltimore, uh, another 
dude who's from Rhode Island and his girlfriend, they're from Rhode Island. So just a lot of different sort of cultures from the country because I know a lot of people think, oh, American culture, you have, you, you know, you look over in like England, you have different dialects and just, I mean, yeah. literally across the stream. Mm. But here it's like you have to have this big swath of land for it to have its own different identity until you get into like a municipality. Like, you, you know, you can say, oh, or Portland. Oh, those people are from Portland. But you would get people from the probably the east side of Oregon. I'm not like a Portlander. No, you know, it's so. like a totally different country. Once you get over the mountains <laughs> right. in, in Oregon and Washington, totally mm-hmm. different country, like, entirely. The, the mountains hold up a little bit of weirdness and a whole lot of rain. Yes, yeah. they do. <laughs> I think the closer you get to mountains, people get weirder. I, I would actually say, I would argue... What my buddy Gordon said was the closer you get to water, the redneckier people get for sure. But maybe weirder, maybe they get a little weirder in mountains because maybe it's a little bit more tuned with nature and you, it sort of attracts people who are more lonely. Trying to, well, maybe not necessarily lonely, but uh, maybe seeking a little bit of solace in yeah. being in and around and surrounded by nature. Whereas you don't, I don't feel surrounded by nature, even if I go stand in a, in a wooded area around here. Whereas whenever I'm in the mountains, I feel enveloped by the earth. Yeah. yeah what is that about? Because I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I can go to Cypress Grove and I can see all sorts of wildlife even there. Mm-hmm. And yet there's some sort of je ne sais quoi. Yeah, right. About exactly. it that you, you can't put your finger on, but it feels different when you're in the mountains looking down on the valley you know what i mean I mean, that's like, powerful dude I, yeah. i'll even go one step further than that i feel better being in the valley looking upon the mountains Ooh. for the titans that they are and how timeless but even they are subject to time because of how vast it is yeah so i look at like the appalachian mountains and i think these are some of the oldest mountains on the planet they have been worn down and yeah. then you have like the the French Broad River which is one of the originating rivers of the Tennessee River and it has cut it is the third oldest river in the world it cut its valley as the mountain <clears throat> as the mountains grew around it which river the French Broad River is that in France it is not it's, it starts <laughs> <laughs> non <Yeah>. um, <laughs> it's no it starts in North Carolina uh, not too far out of Asheville, it meanders its way through its particular valley, and it joins a, I think it's the Holston River, at the beginning of the, um, the be- it's the start of the Tennessee River right there, just south of Knoxville. Like, okay. right, it's in Knoxville, it's just on the south side of the interstate. Okay, cool. cool. And it yeah. has a name, it's something fork, I can't remember what it's called, but it has a name. Right on. Have yeah. you ever been to the Grand Canyon? I've never been to the Grand Canyon. Imagine Have you? if we no, but imagine if that's always been like my perspective that like imagine if we think mountains. I'm the same way. I, I get a joy of just seeing a, a huge, massive the amount of energy that took the Earth to make mountains. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of energy. Right. Yeah. But when you, get, I think the Grand Canyon. I love it when I go to a place where it makes me feel small. Absolutely, yeah. and you and that's a feeling of mountains too. You get to the mountains and you're like, around here, yeah, we you're just in your backyard, right. basically. There, we're just grilling. We're just grilling, yeah. <laughs> but then you get to the mountains and you're looking up to the mountains or from the mountains into the valley. You're like, dang, I'm this small. 
you know? I, I feel like whenever I'm in that valley and I'm looking up on those mountains, I get the impression that I'm about to be hugged by the world. So I feel like I'm in the Mother Nature's, Mother Earth's tender embrace. Now you're of more this like thing in the armpit. Terra. I'm in, like the, the, armpit. in the armpit. <laughs> Why does it got? Why does it have to be the the pectoral girdle? Why couldn't it be more of the pelvic girdle? Oh, hey, true. It might be a different kind of embrace. I'm I'm thinking Earth. that spot that's like that right where the cheek, spot. right where the leg make, meets the cheek. Nice. You know that one? Yeah. yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I'm more of a back of the knee guy myself. Popliteal uh, artery area. Yeah. Yes, yeah. There you yeah. go. Popliteal nice. artery. Popliteal artery. That's the one in the back of your knee. That is the one behind the knee and the the posterior of your knee and a very famous surgeon named John Hunter, who is an English, who's a Scottish surgeon. He moved to London. Uh, he invented, well, he came up with Hunterian ligation, if you know what ligation means. Ligation is whenever you suture off, let's say, an artery. So I have to cut an artery. I don't want this person to bleed out. I will ligate the side, the, on the, the pressure side of where I'm going to cut, and then I will cut on the non-pressure side of the the distal side of the ligation you stitch it closed before before you cut right so what he did was is he used he was the first surgeon that we know of to utilize the scientific method for surgery so what in the 1700s they had a lot of stagecoach operators who wore riding boots even though they weren't astride a horse but those riding boots in that position puts pressure on the popliteal artery and it would cause popliteal artery aneurysms. So this guy, he said, all right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ligate the artery up here, deep in the thigh. I mean, like real deep. I, I can't even really give it, you know, justice here, but you ligate it. And then he did his amputation or, uh, you know, his surgery for the removal of these aneurysms for the aneurysm without before it burst so it's not an amputation excuse me so he removed the aneurysm can you imagine being the guy that figures that out that's what i'm saying it had to be some trials right an error somebody had to die scientific method states that you are going to crack an egg or two every now and then especially whenever it comes to like medicine you know so yeah yeah we were talking the other day we were outdoors in nature and we walked by these mushrooms and somebody was like isn't it crazy how Somebody had to die to us to realize we don't eat those. Mm-hmm. Those are poison. You know, imagine being like that feller in life where like, damn, Jim died from eating those mushrooms. <laughs> and like his family's like, what a dumbass. But in long run, it saved probably a because a, a ton of people, yeah, bro. Exactly. Because now we know not now to we eat know that. not to eat that because yeah. of Jim. That was something that uh, my mycology professor told us in college was like the reason we know Mm -hmm. any mushrooms that are poisonous we know because someone ate them yeah makes perfect sense there's big and it's fascinating because the the type of toxins that mushrooms make they're so diverse they can't be necessarily easily classified in one two three things so there's no way to predict necessarily if this one has Mm -hmm. bad juju in it or not there are a couple that had n- nearly hundred percent fatality rates from like had to from like one cubic centimeter like one bite. Jeez. 
Oh my gosh, one milliliter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was one of the Amanita species, and he said apparently, the fucked up part, he said apparently they don't taste too bad either. Oh, of course they don't, <laughs> yeah. The forbidden fruit. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, the forbidden fungus. <laughs> don't Heck eat, with that. Don't, don't eat strange eat. mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. You get your mushrooms from a local dispensary that knows <laughs> what they're doing, measured and documented. That's right. Yeah, or a grocery store, whichever kind of mushrooms you want. Just don't get them from strangers. I'm a a white, I'm a white button mushroom kind of guy myself. Okay, me too. Yeah, criminy is that the name of those? That's a great question for someone who would know. I that's one of those things I definitely don't know. As much as I, as many mushrooms as I have cut in my life in a kitchen, I could not tell you the species of it. I can tell you the the species of the grocery store ones. It's Mm -hmm. Agaricus bisporus. Okay. There you go. That's your regular white button mushroom. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good mushroom. Yeah, it It is. It sounds like it has two sporulating sections of it or only two spores. Right. I couldn't tell you why (laughs) it's called that. I don't remember. But it tastes good. It, they are they yeah. are tasty, especially yeah. just a little bit of salt, get all oh, the water yeah. to come on out of them. You, yeah. You're you're a you dabble in kitchen. I do, man. I work in the kitchen, so yeah. Where um, gourmet your way? Did not know that. Where yeah. is where is that? That's on Hollywood next to Morris's um, nursery. We do a high end like um, catering. We, okay, we work with a bunch of drug reps. You know, West Tennessee Healthcare. Mm-hmm. We're always trying out new recipes. It's cool. It's not for Heck me, yeah. but it's cool. I mean, it pays it's, the it's, bills. It's a job, and you don't hate going to it every no, day. No, right? because like, dude, one thing that I'm I'm very cool with. Um, I'm a very wanting to do many things at many times, mm-hmm. and that is the type of job. Like, I could be in Paris, Tennessee, one day. Mm-hmm. You know, I could be in Memphis. I could cook. Yeah. I could cook, deliver, then go to Kroger. Like, I'm always out, mm-hmm. and like I'm not stuck at one spot. And somebody overlooking my shoulder 24 seven. Right. And yeah. it allows me to like they're flexible and like we really are not dependent on like the weekend because we're not like a restaurant we we don't serve it's just catering All so right. if there's a wedding we know in advance if i have to work an event i know in advance um so that's good you never know when the rush is going to come in, in a restaurant man you're sitting no. there on the line and next thing you know you've got you got 27 so items you, come across on a ticket and you're like what <laughs> yeah yeah so you've got you've worked at food so restaurants I, too yeah so i Worked at Fujiyama Japanese restaurant. I just started as a server, but I sort of, with it being a small restaurant, I transitioned into, well, whenever I became the manager, I wanted to know everything on the, like every job that you could do, right? Because if you're a manager, you got to know everything. You got to know every job that there is to do. Also, if you're managing in a, in a restaurant, you also have to be a therapist. Yeah. You have to be uh, yeah. the bad cop a lot. Yeah. Um, you have to be a parent to, it's, ba- it's human babysitting managing. Yep. Yep. Uh, to be honest with you, micromanaging. Like, I don't. I hate micromanaging, but I just. It's one of those things. It's like, you, come on, man. You know to clean that cutting board when you're done. What if we, we need that for other stuff? Let's go, yeah. dude. I managed Chick Fil A for like eight years, bro. Dang, ooh, and that's super slide on that. They're <laughs> bro, but it taught me so much on like business perspective. Yeah. Um, but okay, so Fujiyama is by Carmax, right? Is that that's Asahi? That's Asahi. Fu- where is Fujiyama? Fujiyama's over there across from it's IHOP, like next to Aldi and stuff. Yeah, it's in the same building as Picasso. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Picasso's yeah. right down mm-hmm. the yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, cool, very, very cool. Yeah, I was actually getting ready to. That's the reason I moved back from Myrtle Beach was I was going to purchase it. 
Oh, yeah? And I just didn't like the deal the more and more I went on with it. And another thing is working 140 hours in a week, in two weeks, not ideal. It ain't healthy. There's only 168 of them jams per week. And you like to sort of sleep in there at some point. So I was working about 70 hours a week. That's too many hours. That's way too many hours. That's that's two. That's almost four full time jobs. But I mean, that's. I mean, everybody that I've heard that ends up doing their own business, they're like you. You think you you got it made because you've got your own business. It's like no, you're gonna work more than you correct. You know, until you establish a team, mm-hmm. until you establish you know people that you trust underneath you, and you train the, them to to be dependable. The problem is, is in my empirical experience, is that most of the business owners that I've worked with are for they are more concerned with how much money they're going to take them at the end of the day. They will put more undue stress on themselves and they do not want to hire someone that's, they don't want to pay someone the amount of money that would be commiserate to the work that's involved. So they'd rather just do it themselves. I didn't mind doing stuff myself, but I know I'm never going to be a rich person. I don't particularly care to, I just kind of want to have a decent life. Yeah. Doesn't seem fairly too high of a bar to set. Same. I'm fine with not being a millionaire. I don't care. I wake up every morning and I'm happy and that's all I care about. So I just don't want to wake up every morning knowing I have to go for 12 hours in this restaurant. And it's not that I don't love cooking because God, I, you know, I do David. You're a great cook. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. I'm an all right cook. Well, they're, they're, okay. they're, I'm an okay cook. You heard to it be here honest. first. Yes. I'm He's an okay humble. Cook. He's <laughs> humble. Y'all. No, it's real because no, because I can't just go back there and just Rochambeau anything I want to. Now you want a gravy right now? Oh, I'll give you a gravy. Yeah, I'm, pr- you were I'm the, pretty good at gravy making. <laughs> yeah, you were, you're the one who explained to me the difference between a um, fuck. What do they call the the roux versus? Well, you have a uh, well, you have a roux and then a bechamel. Yes, that's usually where you would. Well, you start most of my sauces. I'm I use. I'm not really. I'm not a trained chef by any stretch of the imagination. Chef is a profession. Oh, yeah. I just know my way around the kitchen, but yeah. you, you start with the roux, which is you know obviously your oil and your in your flour. Then I, depending on what I'm doing, like if I want to make a, like a gravy for turkey, then I'm just going to add turkey stock on top of that, and then yeah. I'll mix that down. Uh, but then you know if you want to make like a cheese sauce, like if you want to make cheese sauce for nachos, roux, st- stream in just a half cup of cold milk real slow, yeah. so it doesn't break. Yeah, get you a bechamel, hand grate your block of cheese because the Anti-clumping agents in shredded cheese will not allow it to melt right, and you have to use ch- mild cheddar because the M stands for melty. Yeah, and uh, grate in your about six to eight ounces of mild cheddar and slowly whisk that in, in in like ounce at a time. Man, you'll have you a badass cheese sauce. So good. I believe. Have I eaten some that you've made? You've not made a. You've not eaten a cheese sauce that I've made, but you've definitely eaten. Sauces. You've eaten yeah. steaks that I've, I've, steaks, I've made. I've had the guac. I've, you've done my guac. I've, I have made you steak au poivre as well. So, so peppered steak with the mushroom, yeah. uh, peppercorn mushroom sauce. So, yeah, he knows. So, I've done that as well for him. Cool. Man, I, you're making me hungry. Dude, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, and I just. We, I saw you nodding when he was giving the cheese like, sauce. Mm. To <laughs> yeah. he's, he's like, no, I know how to make a cheese sauce, but yeah. it's always it interesting. It sounds good other, right now. Well, because yeah. everybody. We might be making the same thing, but everybody has his own sason, mm-hmm. his own flavor, his own. You know, yeah. each person does it different. Mm-hmm. Um, I view I view cooking too as like an art, man. You know? I like it. I, I liken it to a martial art. 
Yeah. Okay, because you have different styles, right? Yeah. yeah. But everyone has a signature practitioning style. Like, even if you are in a, like, uh, Jet Li, what, okay, let's say he knows his form of Gong Fu, right? Yeah. Well, his Wushu. Well, maybe, you know, Donnie Yen knows that particular one, but if they did the same, like, the same exercises, it may be a little variation, maybe executed a little differently. And it's always fun to sort of see that. So I, I like to think of it as like a martial art, mainly because I'm horribly out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to think about people being in shape. Right. Hey, <laughs> listen, no, the... it, it, it just makes me feel like I have a little bit more of something going on physicality wise, you know, because oh, yeah. you know, I, I watched poker get played on ESPN two whenever I was in high school. And I felt really good about my sort of situation at that point. Like these guys can make it. Ah, surely I can get on there. Nice. Yeah. So I, the closest yeah. I ever got was 92.9 ESPN radio. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah. yeah Pretty close. Yeah. Almost there. Yeah. yeah. You're talking about Donnie Yen. I, I rewatched the Eep Mon movies. Eep, Eep Mon, that first one from 2010. Incredible. Abs- absurdly good. I, it didn't have any right as being as good as it was. But I mean, Did whenever you, he fought I've those, never... Have I'm you not? Check, no, I'm gonna check it out now. Oh, it's you got a, to. I don't really, even. I don't really even know good. if I want to talk about it because I want him to watch this with just complete. Just yeah. fair you know. enough. What, what I will say is that it is a. It is loosely. It's based on the true story of uh, Bruce Lee's Sifu, his teacher. Okay. The guy who taught Bruce Lee, and it's about uh, China in the early 1900s when it was like the Republic of China era. So it's really good, man. Trick, trickling into the into the thirties with the mm-hmm. Japanese occupation. So yeah. as as that's coming into to the Manchu area. So, so it's got like some historical stuff in there, yeah. as well as just like really really good kung fu. Oh, I'm down. Yeah, I'm yeah. down. Yeah, it's five out of five. Five I'm, out of five. I yeah. can't tell you how pumped I am just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, dude. It inspired me, man. I, I made me want to do martial arts, but not badly enough to actually follow right. through on that. Yeah, but same. I did buy Bruce Lee's book, "The Way of the Fist." That's that's the one. That's there the you one. go. All right, cool. Yeah, that's what Jeet Kune Do means. Jeet, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Jeet Kune Do. What'd yeah. you get out of that book? The Way of the Intercepting Fist. Sorry, that's Jeet Kune Do. I. Kind He's like, I ain't me. ready yet. He's yeah. on the show. No, don't, 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 don't clown on him like that. <laughs> He's like, it's on the show. It's on my to-do list. Someday, I will be ready. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to get around to it, man. I'm just got to get my chakra going, man. Yeah, it wasn't like, I wasn't buying it to be like, I'm going to train in this. No, it was more just like for the historical value because honestly, okay, if Kung Fu was really useful, they would use it in MMA. And they fucking don't. You're right. So it's more just like, hey, that's why it's called a martial art, mm-hmm. right? Some it's, of it's for self-defense. Some of it's yeah, for the I think spiritual it's, and artistic yeah, There is a very fine line between martial art and I need to beat the fuck out of you. Oh, yeah. you Most definitely. You know, I've never been in a fist fight. Have you not? No. Like, not, not You're not missing shit. Fight. You're I've, missing absolutely I've nothing. I've sparred with friends, but I've never been in an actual... We had a fight club in high school. That's awesome. But the only rules were no face, no nuts, because we all got to go to school tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but besides that, yeah. But that's the only experience I have was fight club in high school, which do you doesn't re- really count. I do don't you think. remember in high school when people wanted to fight? 
Mm-hmm. We would always meet up at the volunteer park. Volunteer park, yeah, or skeet road. Dude, it was like it, so somebody had beef in high school, and like for us to not get in trouble in high school, you had to do it outside. Of we'd school. be like, "Yo, everybody, meet up at this place where, you, and they're gonna duke it out, bro." We had a remember Casey? He shot yeah. a dude in the whoa, 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 in he, the leg. He shot a guy that, and he, was didn't supposed, get that he was supposed to fight. No, this I don't know what he was on. I ain't gonna lie to you. First, I'm hearing of this. He, he shot a guy. He in did. The I think he didn't mean to, but like he was. Sh- it, it was from the other guy. The, two guys were fighting, and I guess one of them was like his friend, and like they were all getting riled up, and they were getting ready to jump one guy, and he pulled out a gun, he shot somewhere, and ended up being we all left. Ended up being that the dude got shot in the leg. I mean, he he got clowned on real him him and both. They got clowned on real hard for being small. Hey, it was the it was the mid aughts. You were allowed to bully then. Yeah. And then it was. every yeah exactly it was they were. I remember in high school when you were a freshman they would dump your ass in the trash can bro they literally the, just the, first, two, the was, first two weeks and the last two weeks you, you just knew that the seniors were gonna come grab your ass and so ju- freshmen were dunked juniors and seniors did the dunking sophomores sat out if we saw a sophomore trying to dunk a freshman then he got dunked the freshman gets to help us dunk the sophomore Whoa. yeah that's yeah. we did that before too so imagine nowadays if that shit happens oh it'd be a problem. oh bro you think... getting sued you're going i mean it's it's a big ordeal now yeah that's... going straight to the superintendent yeah oh. and to be fair it's probably best if kids don't get dunked that's i mean pretty good i mean i'm going into high school i ha- i can't speak for you but i know how i felt i have a level of anxiety Going into that, going into that fucking building on that first day, that I never thought I would experience in my life. It is one of the most nervous things I've been to jail, I and to. I had more apprehension apprehension about going into that building on that first day than I did about going to jail. It's because everybody hyped it up. It was like a thing. So you and, knew yeah. going in. You knew for the oh, two you years knew. you were in junior high before you especially, went there. Especially if you were popular. Oh, it was on. You were popular from junior high and. Yeah, you definitely gonna fucking get it. They had so to like, make sure you knew. Oh, they were like, you zero. are getting it, bro. Like, and they're sitting there waiting, and the teachers know they don't give a fuck. How do the teachers? Oh, this, this is this. Is, oh, don't no stop. Don't. Oh, you shouldn't. Do, no. Shouldn't, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Because I feel like I was there now. You were you were in yeah. the moment. You, did you? Little... I saw you wipe your face a little bit. <laughs> he was in the background. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was imagining if I was just like sitting at this table right over here looking at it. You had some sort of um, Assassin's Creed esque. Yeah, exactly. uh, what was that machine called? The I never played it. You never played it. I mean, played it. the Animus. The Animus was the name of the machine that sent you back. Through your genetic code in time for the Assassin's uh, Creed games. I played like two hours of it, yeah. Yeah, so I'm just a video game nerd because it came out whenever I was at the height of my video gaming. (laughs) That that was a while ago. Thanks, babe. No. (laughs) You're old. (laughs) You're just talking about high school. Now you're like, that was a long time ago. Yeah, Assassin's Creed came out around the same time. Yeah. I, I graduated in 05, and I remember it came out because we got... Really, Steve and I got really tight with the dudes who um, were ro- working at like one of the game stores. So I have a, I had like a giant life size Ezio cardboard cutout standee that I got from from gaming game stop or something like that. Nice, yeah, oh nice. yeah, whatever it was called at the time. The one was over here at this Blockbuster. It's on Highland. It's no longer there. Across from old Toys R Us. 
Yeah. I remember what it was called. Well, yeah. What the fuck happened to Toys R Us? They closed down. I mean, if nobody, everybody shops online, bro. Stores like that. Gone. How, how big does Amazon have to be oh, to take down what we huge. thought was the biggest single toy retailer on the planet? They were like, "Yep, we're gonna we're gonna take you down, Jeffrey." Yeah, <laughs> the giraffe. Yeah, Dude, fuck you. It was, and I am a big Amazon shopper. Same. So we were just talking about this. I hate to say it, but I fucking love Amazon. It's so convenient. Yeah. If there's basically anything that like I don't need right now, but would be handy to have before the end of the week. Amazon. And, Even yeah. if I can get it here, like ten minute drive, nah. And mm-hmm. and their suggestions be on point too, bro. They, I, look, they I've, I've been looking at like my jaw structure, and you speak it, and it comes up right. And I bought these exercise jaw. Oh, like I mean, the gum of gods, dude. Wait, it's, what? On, it's on my algorithm, dude. Too, so yeah. it's like this. <laughs> okay, you, you got me. It's hit the, me with the pitch. It's, all right, all right, all right. It's to shape your jawline. Right. You know, if you got like a little fat up here too, it's supposed to shape it all. And I was just like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm into fitness. Yeah. You know, I want to try it. And and it popped up. I bought Lorenzo. Uh, we put up a Christmas tree. And he's into mm-hmm. Godzilla. Godzilla, everything. Heck bro. yeah, dude. So I bought him some ornaments to put on Godzilla, and that popped up. And it was like, Do you think you need help with your jawline? Boom, buy these. And they're three separate gummy like. Plaxic gummy, yeah. and and their diff their their texture and the strength of it are different. Uh-huh. So like you start with the smaller one and you do a hundred reps and like dude it works all these little muscles out. It's pretty cool. And so I just started wow. this week. So we'll see in a month what my jaw. I yeah. bet you give jerky hell. I'm just like mm. yeah, <laughs> right now you are yeah. jerky is your bitch now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're right. No joke. You're yeah. right. Fucking, I've seen those too. Yeah, they call it mastic gum. Yeah. Hy- hypertrophy for your jaw muscles. Yeah. So I'll go on a walk with my dog. Mm-hmm. And like, she, we usually do like two miles. Or I got a husky mixed German Shepherd. So she's ready Beautiful. to fucking go. Yeah. yeah. Blue eyes and everything. Oh, ready to yeah. go, bro. So I bought those. So I'm listening to my podcast. I'm walking my dog. And I'm chewing as I walk, bro. And I'm like, I mean... Hopefully it works. Can we'll I? We'll see. We'll see. Can I ruin it for you? Go sure. Ahead. That's not how. That's not how any of that works. Okay. So it can strengthen yeah. your jaw. Like you can definitely strengthen your jaw muscles, but in terms of like actually shaping it, there is no way to designate anywhere on your body for uh, adipose tissue fat to go away. So I I know that and I agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That when people are like, I'm trying to lose. Fat off of my stomach. I'm doing sit ups. Like, no, that is That's not, not how that, that works. Not, yeah, it's you, in the kitchen. Right, exactly. That's but, a totally, yeah. But mm. muscle hypertrophy is targeted. Yes, that is targeted. So but, theoretically, mm-hmm. if you are doing hypertrophy exercises on mm-hmm. these muscles right here, yes. theoretically, they would get larger. That is technically correct. You're absolutely right. The only thing that I worry about is that those the temporal mandibular joint, those muscles that go across there, they're not really, I don't think they're really made for that level because I, I mean, you think about it, like think about people, think about like groups of culture, like look at a culture of people and say, man, they have it tough. They have a tough diet. There's just not this, there's not this 
culture of roided out you know jawline got dude really good look at this race of momoas out here like you know like i don't know i i'm not trying to tell you not to do it i'm sure it has i'm gonna throw them away when i get home i know right lorenzo's gonna cry you know who's this guy sam anyway he's an asshole christmas is christmas is ruined he never became a doctor a piece of shit fake news yeah i know right um but the the part you were talking about with people who have like a diet of very tough things mm-hmm. or I might have just been thinking a thought alongside that. Keep going. With uh, hunter gathering societies having mm-hmm. lots of hard to choose stuff like lots of nuts and tubers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole deal of wisdom teeth not fitting in our jaws. Mm-hmm. No. They, Go for it. Oh, okay. I don't right. know. Oh, I thought, yeah, you're going to love is this, this. Is this where we have a sort of an evolutionary where we are starting to diverge? Possibly. Because that's they're been the, that's starting to become vestigial uh, molars, yes, essentially? Essentially. Yeah. And that's that's been you know the hypothesis forever is that, oh, well, you know, we probably would have lost a couple by then, so it kind of fills the gap. But now, mm. it, now it's, well, the newer research is kind of indicating that actually your diet as a young human being Mm -hmm. affects your jaw size and that actually using eating lots and lots of very hard to chew tubers nuts stuff like that Mm -hmm. will actually increase the total size of the jaw so it may not even be this vestigial thing so much as developmental difference that interesting I did not hear. I have not heard that. No That's very interesting to me. The right diet, yeah, for our jaw to shape correctly, for our wisdom teeth to come in right. That's pretty kick ass. That yeah. is. I almost thought that you were going to say something along the lines of these these third molars, the wisdom teeth. They are used primarily for cracking certain types of food because of the angle of the jaw would be back there that would be mm-hmm. built maybe for that versus maybe where you know are slicing of the incisors and canines yeah. and things of that nature. Yeah, like too many soft foods Yeah, that being cooked mm. makes our jaw smaller. How far have we fallen? <laughs> we are soon to be pugs to the wolves oh, that walked no. before us. Dude, we're going to be like the people from WALL-E, the movie. I know. All big and fat and everything's going to be so liquidy. Would you get a hover chair, though, if it was just an optional? Not saying you'd be fat, but if you just had the option of having the hover chair for when you wanted to use it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, I mean that's, why not? That's cool. Okay. Uh, I, I, I would have a hover chair, so that way I could hang out with the boys whenever we're hover chairing. Mm. But I'd probably walk on the side just to, you know, just to maybe... I enjoy walking. Yeah, I wouldn't. I enjoy going for a walk, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't rely on hover chair. Yeah. But like, if you were like, "Hey, yo, Sam, David, and I, we're going hover chairing. You down?" I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, man! Let me let me grab a sixer. We'll hover chair it right on up." Yeah, catches a quick DUI. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> uh, I would hover, need a hover chairing under the influence. Oh God! They, oh, trust me. If there's a state that's going to pass a law against it, it'll be fucking Tennessee. I can promise you that. By then, it'll be all AI anyway. You won't even be driving. That's fair. That's fine. I'll probably it's probably because I'll be dead. Man, that's so funny you say that because 
<laughs> I'm so glad my my imminent demise in the geological time frame is very funny to you. Man, I've been I've been binging the Fallout video games and in, in anticipation of the new show. Uh, coincidentally, but yes, okay. the show, the trailer looks fucking incredible, dude. Mm-hmm. But in those games, the nuclear bombs fell on October twenty third, twenty seventy seven, and. I saw a thing the other day that was like, "How old will you be in 2077 when the bombs drop?" I will be. Whoa. I will be 90 on October 23rd, 2077. I will be 90 days. I will, I'll be 90 years old in like, I don't know, two and three weeks old, something like that. No, 23rd. So I'll be 90 years, one month, and one day old. Hell yeah! So I just accidentally gave anyone who can fucking do math my birth date. Hell yeah! (laughs) Uh, And the street you grew up on as a child was no, was not. (laughs) (laughs) Name of your first pet? No, yeah, I'll be eighty-four. Yeah, when the bombs drop. But I just thought that was such a funny thing because that is like a very future date. But but it is nigh, you know, compared to anything else mm -hmm. in history. I mean, Joe Biden. Current president Joseph Gordon Biden was that's not his real name, but anyway, uh, Joseph Gordon, Gordon Biden, Biden just yes. got that. Sorry, oh yeah, okay, you've yeah. really nodded like I was hitting it. It, it. Took, it took a okay. second, I was like processing, okay, anyway. <laughs> I was like, wait, Joseph Joe Biden was born closer to Abraham Lincoln's inauguration than his own. Holy, fuck. damn. Yeah, he's too old to be doing shit. <laughs> yeah, no shit, man. You can't <laughs> fucking fly an airplane. You can't fucking fly an airplane after 65, but you can you run, run this shit country. into the fucking arguably ground between the last two presidents that we've had. Yeah. Dude, both both of these dudes are not great. I don't I'm not even going to argue politics. I ain't going to sit yeah. in here and talk about that shit. But if you look at both of these guys and say, "Man, they're fucking knocking it out of the park." You need to go have your head examined. Right. Something's it's fundamentally Any, wrong. Anybody who's enthusiastic about the choices. Yeah, anyone who's super jized about, oh, yeah, man, fuck yeah. Which geriatric shit are we going to wheel out here to bitch tonight? <laughs> it's getting rough out there, man. Yeah, we need a we need a kid president like that hey, one. Hey, the that kid one president. from back in the day. Corey Banks? No, that was the spy, wasn't he? No, no it, was, it was Brad Montague's thing and his younger brother soul pancake oh okay with rain wilson it was a it was a video series starring this nine-year-old boy the dude's little brother as kid president and it was just like this like positive uplifting thing there you go yeah it was fun it was sweet you can look it up i'll have to i'll have to get some do that on a day whenever i need a little eye bleach yeah exactly (laughs) you know know? just been looking at bad news all day in Kid president will get you going. Yeah, yeah, it'll get you, it'll get you right where you need to be in, yeah, in the headspace. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know what, man? There's hope in this world. This, yeah. Oh yeah, there's there's some rays of sunshine. There, there is, is not enough of that media around. Just mm-hmm. like uplifting, positive, like intending to unify and make you feel. Yeah, I can. Well, they don't. Say, yeah. They don't want you to feel that. They want you to feel miserable and unhappy and fall into things that. They make money off of yeah. from those well, things. If, if we're too busy being at one another's throats, then they can make off with all the money. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, true enough. Yeah. Why? Why would they nice. want us to? Why would they want us to be they happy? Yeah. Nice things don't get views. No, they don't. No. How many airplanes landed safely at Memphis today? 
I bet most of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would go so far as to say all of them because yeah. if one had fucked up, we'd know. We'd already know about yeah. it. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. What's something good that's happened in your life lately? I'm gonna be a father. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. Congrats. Yes. So yeah. I've got that going for me, which is nice, I guess. You know, that's retirement sorted. You know, I'm gonna <laughs> t- I'm gonna teach this kid all the things I should have I should have taught younger me. Yes. That's what I'm going to do my best to do, and I'm going to do everything I can to not lie to it. Yes. That's going to be... I'm, I, want this, I want this kid to be prepared for the absolutely horrible world in which I have un, unwittingly, against its will, subjected it to. Yeah. It, it didn't ask to be here just like neither of us here did, mm-hmm. so I'm going to do my best to keep this thing between the mustard and the mayonnaise. I love that. You know? So I'm super excited. Don't know, don't know what gender yet. We're real early. We're at 12 weeks tomorrow. Yeah. So it's really, okay. it's really something that, you know, telling a lot of people, which, I mean, people who listen to this who know me, they probably would already know anyway, but that's beside the point. You know, I'd like to wait until closer to the 20-week mark before, you know, you start announcing it to the world, but mm-hmm. it's one of those things. We've been in two, we've done two ultrasounds now. Everything's good. We got good, good heart, heart rate on the Doppler, you know, yeah. even though it's very early on, so... That's Strong important. heart on this kid seems like so. Sweet, yeah. it's important. Yes, it is very important. 160 BPM at 12 we- at 11 weeks, so he knows what that's yeah. all about. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a good heart. Yeah, it absolutely. sounds right to me. It's, <laughs> you, would, yeah, you would. That's just like whenever we were at brunch today, and we were looking at the Cybertruck, and and Anthony's like, "I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna count how many polygons yeah. are on it." And David, without missing a beat, I already just, did. Just no, uh. Uh-uh. It, with, that's what we thought because he just goes there. Uh, there are thirty three, and didn't didn't think anything about it. Just kept going on. He goes, I, I didn't actually count. Anthony's like, wait, did you? Count? He's like, no, I didn't count. I said, could have fooled me. Yeah. yeah, I would have thought for sure that you'd already looked it up and known. Yeah, because I care so little about it that I'll take that at face value. Yeah, sure. I, I would probably guess it's not too far off though. I think that's an accurate. I mean, it, if it was a if it was a jar of jelly beans and you'd given a number that was, it's like yeah, yeah, that's a close enough number. How many jelly beans fit? And there's a calculation for it. Somebody knows the know? jelly bean people because they make the mold. Yeah, true. Right, because you can get volume of anything. Yeah, you can do enough yeah, damn math. Yeah. I don't know how to do the math, but you can do enough yeah. math. Yeah, I can do the math. Yeah. If it was a half gallon jar of jelly beans, and you know, oh, there's gonna be twelve per. Fucking square inch or whatever. That's yeah. too many for square inch. That's a lot of jelly beans on a square inch. Maybe maybe compressed. Maybe you can do it. Yeah, there's probably like seven. I yeah. don't know. Last. Have y'all have y'all seen that trend of that um you know the gummies the the bear gummies that if you take one of those bear gummies and stick it in water and stick it in the fridge and leave it overnight that it blows it up into a big gummy. The no. bear. If, are you talking about the, if, are you talking about the Haribo bears? Yeah. So if you. Submerge you put it, water. it uh-huh you put it in like a tub of water and you, you let it sit there and then you put it in the fridge and let it sit for like a full day uh-huh. the next day it'll be blown up to like a bigger that's hilarious does that sound like that would sounds right to me sounds like, <laughs> you heard it here first <laughs> I, I, I don't know i don't know if that's correct or not but i can tell you what i'll be taking out of the freezer on tuesday at work wait <laughs> tell us how it goes that. Are you tired of waiting for your gummy bears to chill? Say goodbye to the slow freeze and welcome to a world of instant frozen delight with Giant Frozen Gummy Bears Max. These colossal confections redefine the sweet tooth experience. 
Picture a gummy bear so massive, so frozen, it's practically a polar bear of sweetness. Each bite, a journey into a winter wonderland of flavor, every month straight to your front door. So no more waiting around, no more DIY hassle. Giant Frozen Gummy Bears Max is the faster and better alternative to soaking and freezing your own. It's perfect for parties or movie nights or any occasion that demands a supersized burst of deliciousness. But here's the best part. Use promo code DRIP and melt away 20% off your first order. It's a deal so sweet that you can treat your taste buds and let the flavor avalanche begin with giant frozen gummy bears max. Sweet ad read. Yeah, thank <laughs> you, man. I'm yeah. so glad that you appreciate the quality mm-hmm. and sincerity of our advertisements. Dude, 100%. Yeah, good. and they're absolutely legit. Cannot recommend enough. Thank you. You liked the product? I use the product daily. Wow, wow. that is a second endorsement. <laughs> for y'all to go and check it out. Use promo code DREP, 20% yes, off. Absolutely. Um, what does your morning routine typically look like? It has shifted substantially in the last three months with the, you know, with being, you know, pregnancy and everything. <clears throat> so now, because my girlfriend and I live together and her daughter, who is seven, she's also there. My girlfriend's divorced, uh, so her daughter. This happened very early, whenever you know, whenever her daughter was about three years old, two or three years old. So she is accustomed to sleeping in the bed with my girlfriend. Mm. Well, I sleep in the bed. We have a king size bed, so there's two not small adult human beings, and one very small, um, smallish seven year old. But she's tall. She's thin. She's like a little like that pin. But <clears throat> so wake up about. This morning, I'll just go through this morning because, yeah. Or, or, yeah so I, I woke Works up this morning at five thirty. Uh, if I this morning was not a go to gym morning, so tomorrow will be wake up five thirty, go to the gym. I do fifteen minutes at eight degree eight percent incline at three miles an hour. For I do that for the fifteen, then I do fifty push ups and a hundred crunches. Oh wow! And then I that I do that Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Then I come back. I'll I'll come back. I'll shower. I'll get back in bed and wake up the ladies and then we'll finally get her daughter out of bed eventually. She's not super keen on that whole, oh yeah, got to go to school. Maybe not me, but it's not even school. It's anything. It can be shit she wants to do. I'd be like, you better get your jellyfish ass out of this bed because, because you know what it's like when you go to pick them up. They just my, my kid's actually pretty good. I know, but whenever you pick them up, whenever they don't want to do that yeah. thing, they just do the jellyfish yeah, where they drop. Like, they're just dead weight, and it's and fully it's, let go of all the muscles. In their oh body. yeah, you. I mean, you, I, there was one time I was like, she's dead. This is, I've <laughs> I've I've picked up a cadaver before. I know what that feels like. Well, this is a dead body, and no, she's just she just jellyfish me, dude. So. That's I've never heard that phrasing. That's it's a funny Dennis Leary. It's in Dennis Leary's book, "Why We Suck: A Guide to Being Fat, Lazy, and Stupid," which is bit written about America, and it was written in two thousand nine. Is when I picked it up. So he was said jellyfishing is whenever they just they just flop. They just flop down. They just no more. They're just oh, a yeah. big. They're a mass of tentacles, like yeah. <laughs> you know, just this. Hard thing to pick up. So get the kid finally going, and um, you know I, it takes me. You're looking what you're looking at. If 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 the people are watching this, 
you're looking at usually what I wear, except it's uh, my works hoodie. And pretty much this is it. So it takes me, what, five minutes to get ready for work? Something like that. Like in terms of clothing. Then I'm ready to go. You know, they go and she takes her to school. I don't have to leave for another 30 minutes. So I'll usually sit there and watch. I've been catching up on Star Wars, the Clone Wars, the animated series. I'm in season six now. Uh, So I've been trying to get caught up on that. And so I finally leave for work at about 8.15. I'm feeling a little sluggish uh, at that point in the morning because I've been up for coming up on three hours. I go ahead and I'll snag me a... Like a Monster or a Red Bull, depending on my palate at the time. Maybe even a Diet Dr. Pepper. I like sometimes lower caffeine amounts. Really just hits. I can't do caf- coffee because caffeine from coffee throws a migraine on me. Oh. Super weird. Too much caffeine in general will. But if it's specifically coffee, like I can drink a cup of coffee. Yeah. That's it. And See, I was like, what's the point? Because I love coffee. Yeah, that is interesting because a lot of people, me especially, if I have a headache, mm-hmm. I'm going for the coffee. Right. I usually... Helps with whatever, and not even like a caffeine headache, just mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. you know, sinus stuff or just dehydrated so, or whatever. Yeah. Ca- caffeine works on a 24-hour cycle in your body. So you you are looking, your body's looking for its next dose at 24 hours. That's when the therapeutic sort of effects of caffeine have, well, they've worn off after a much shorter amount of time, mm-hmm. but your body starts craving the caffeine after the 24 hours. Okay. So that's whenever you're like, well, I got to get my dosage, and it takes what twenty minutes, twenty thirty minutes after you have that cup. You're like, okay, I probably need to probably need to go to the restroom now. So yeah. you know it's working. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so I I skip that portion. I'll get a little bit of caffeine, and you know I'll try to, but sometimes I I have to skip it just because my heart, you know, it, it I, I can get my I'll get my heart flutter and it does the migraine. So I'm just like, it's better not to have too much. Um, then I go to work. I leave for leave for work at like eight fifteen. Try to get there about ten minutes early. You know that way I can kind of sit there and chill for five. I clock in five minutes early and get my stuff done and start the work day. And that's pretty much my morning most of the time. It's pretty. It's not a whole lot to write home about. So. No, you. I mean, you do more than I do in the morning. Really? Yeah, dude. I'm a very. Um, I do more at at night. Like okay. My routine is more driven towards the night of like exercising mental state like mm-hmm. for me in the morning is like i wake up i do sit in in the bed try to get as much light as i can right when i wake up so my mm-hmm. body's getting used to like oh it's time to get up um i was get that a huberman thing it is bro once 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 i started listening to him i was like you're right so like even when i even when i go to sleep i dim everything close and i try to have my room temperature low so my body temperature goes up to try to keep me warm, and I fall asleep. Um, mm-hmm. When I wake up, right away, light, 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 and then I go in the kitchen. I am a coffee drinker. Fair. Like, I, I am a very, I drink at least three cups in the morning. Mm-hmm. I won't drink after 12, though. That's, like, my limit. Like, if I've had a, That's sh- a good limit. Yeah. If I had a shitty night, like, and I need it. It don't matter if I'm still sleepy by 12. That just means I need to go home and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, take a nap. But I put that while that's doing. I go in the bathroom. I brush my teeth. 
um, I get ready, uh, fix my hair, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I change my clothes. I, I work simple clothes too. So I wear the same thing. So I've got the same thing five days. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost look like outfit. A, almost look like a cartoon character sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, dude. And I'm fine with it because it's one less thing i got to think about. Right. And and while I have it just one quick, I do want to clarify. You did sort of clarify that you did brush your teeth. I do that too. <laughs> I was okay. just like, like, I, don't, I was I just like, my man didn't say brush his teeth. So. <laughs> I do. I do want you. I didn't. I didn't. This is not a retroactive. Oh yeah, oh, sure I definitely brush. Sure, no, I, I I polish them chompers twice a day. All right, I do once in once in the morning, and once at night. Okay, yeah. so sorry. That that aside, <laughs> I, I just had to interject. Just let the people know. Yeah, Sam brushes his teeth. Absolutely. Yeah, but so I get my coffee, and then I always drive the long way to work. Um, okay. Because I listen to music. I listen to pump music that's going to get me going. Um, I usually try to not listen to any like hard, deep, lyrical music because mm-hmm. I'm still trying to process me waking up, still trying to visualize my day of like what I got going on, what I need to do. Because um, I, I work one job, then I got a second job, then I like to work out. We'll play pickleball. So like mm-hmm. really my end work, out physical is at the end of my my day um that i enjoy because i go to bed with that like exhaustion of like i'm not a piece of shit i actually did something in my day you know for me and and the waking up part is is i wake up at five o'clock though i gotta be at work at six so my time limit frame is is not so yeah, I don't have to be at work until nine. Yeah, so that's so, perfect. So you get to do all oh, I that. Have, I have three and a half. I wake up three and a half hours before I go to work. That's almost like half a day. It feels yeah. like it. You, you know what? It so much. It is because what you're talking about, where you're night oriented and you like to do things at night. I like to do things at night too, that don't fucking involve me doing very much. I love to play my video games. Mm-hmm. I love to hang out and and play with the kid. I like to watch TV with my girlfriend. You know, whatever that is. But I don't want to work out because. I like to sh- my my hair is an oily mess all the time, but it really is after I've woken up. So I have to shower in the mornings. So I'm not going to shower and twice I, a day because I don't want to, you can overwash your hair. Yeah. You know, it's not that I don't oppose showering multiple times whenever it's needed, but I'd rather not need it. You know, Shit, I, I love this sonically wonderful That's experience so that David has provided us with. This is a real amateur hour. I'm so sorry, boys. My mom is calling. I'll... Dude, you better answer your mother. Hey, mom, you're on speakerphone. You're on the show. How's it going? What? I'm on the show. Yeah, you're on the show right now. <laughs> That's all right. I got a second. What's going on? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. How are y'all? Yeah, we're in the middle of it right now, actually. <laughs> well, thank you. Love y'all. I'll call y'all after, okay? Okay, bye. All right, bye. What about if she would have dropped, like, some fucking, yeah. like, yeah. serious shit? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, I just want to let you know you're actually not your father's, or something like that. Not, not that that would be it. I just want to be clear. Your parents are gems on this planet. They are. They yes, are. They are. And you, you definitely always always answer when your mother calls, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was actually that's really wholesome because my dad will do that. 
my dad's 70 years old and and you know we're dudes so you don't wouldn't normally expect this but i'll go about i've gone about four days without calling my dad hey man just uh just want to check on you make sure he's all right yeah, Pop, no problem, man. I appreciate the, the check-in, all that stuff, you know. So, yeah. no, I totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> so, me and my mom, when we don't talk for a while because we're all busy, um, she'll send me a dinosaur, like, mm-hmm. like on the text. She'll send me a dinosaur because my kid loves dinosaur. And we've talked about it, and she was like, you know, if you're ever in trouble, just let me know because you have to remember you got this kid depends on you and he loves mm-hmm. you and vice versa. And um and so I'm like, oh, when she sends the dinosaur, all she needs to know is that I'm okay. Yes. It's like four o'clock in the morning. I'm out with I my homies. That, I'm chilling. Like, mm-hmm. and I know she's probably worried. I send either I send her a dinosaur and be like, I'm cool. Yeah. Like it's it's established. Like it doesn't matter what I'm doing. It just matters that my health. And I'm not going to jail. Like, That's, yeah, I mean, those two things, if you've, if you've had poor health and or have been to jail, you would be very, uh, very cautious to have those two things repeated. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I've been in both, and it's not so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing yeah. good happens after midnight, though. No. I am convinced no. of that. Yeah, especially if you salt your gremlins or whatever. Water, water, water yeah. the gremlins. I don't even know. Hey, leave, hey, salt hey, your hey, gremlins. Hey, yeah. so, 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 go salt those gremlins, You salt those gremlins, water comes you out. You got to be got to cook them down. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the Portuguese bootleg version. It was different. The gremlins. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, but what you were saying is like if you have had either of those things happen to you, and somebody wants to check on you, they're yeah. gonna get kind of maybe fucking worried if you don't answer. And. And, like, and sometimes yeah. you're not in the right space to answer. You're not. So my mine was like, look, well, that's I, I might not. That's yeah, I, I was like, I, I might like not pick too. up the phone, but like, we got to work away. We're like, I'm not writing a long ass message saying, like, "Mom, I'm okay. Hey, don't, don't worry, worry about, about me." And no, just send this sim- one thing. The symbolism yeah. of it is understood. Yeah, it is a language yeah. that you guys have. It's your mm-hmm. discourse community. You get to have it, and that's your special vernacular in there. So that's perfect. You yeah. know, whereas I have. I went on a bachelor party for Cody and I had no cell phone signal for about a two and a half days and everyone thought I'd killed myself. (laughs) So I have people and my friend's wife has reached out to cousins in Ohio because they're going to drive down and, you know, and it's because my dad, my dad started this thing. He was just like, all he did is he asked them, have you heard from Samuel? And he's, and they're like, no, we haven't. They took it upon themselves to then carry this this football right on into the or into the, on into the end zone of contacting literally everyone I've probably had dealings with in the last fifteen years. Man, that shows they love you. I yep. know it does show they love me, but it is a bell that I cannot unring because I don't do social media, so I can't individually text Seven. the entirety of my no. contact list. I am alive. Why would you not? reach out to me in the four fucking months that I haven't heard from you, dog. That's where I'm sort of at with it. So I don't want you to be, I want to be clear. I'm not annoyed that they care about me. I'm annoyed at how they show it. (laughs) No, it's understandable. Yeah. Now my dad calling me and worrying about me. That's fine. That's my father. And I love my father and he'll always be my dad. But you know, that's, I don't know. It's just something that happened in very recent memory. And I sort of had, I felt a certain way about it. It's like, dude, 
even the police say wait 48 goddamn hours before you even think that someone's having a problem. I just didn't have yeah. any signal. And I told multiple people where I was. And other and multiple people had told them he's on a retreat. Okay. He may not have cell phone signal. And they still pressed further and further and further. See, that that wasn't already, good enough for they them. They already had the answer at that point. Well, they already had okay. the answer, but they so had to make a production out of it was what it felt That brings like. up an interesting thought, which is think about back in the day when you had to write a letter to somebody. Mm-mm. And you wouldn't took forever to get there. I did, there. yeah. I remember doing it. No, I mean like like before phones were an option. When you oh when shit, was, when you had you talking about like had, on horses and they're exactly. they're delivering them on like yeah, horses Pony Express exactly. kind of like shit. Anytime from like what seventeen early eighteen hundreds earlier. Anytime before the fucking yeah. telegraph yeah. telegraph came. Yeah. So eighteen forties like earlier, like the earliest. Your only option was to write a letter, and it took forever. So you wouldn't hear from people. Yeah. Well, that's for months anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, that's just like, like the end of the War of eighteen twelve. What about it? The Battle of New Orleans was fought two weeks after the ceasefire oh, was they announced. Didn't, they didn't know. They, they didn't, didn't know. fucking know. <laughs> they were like, "Yo, on site, Tom and Jerry and this motherfucker." And they, they had already ceased hostilities. They just couldn't get word to these people. That's true. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like, do you think people worried if they like? When is the right time to worry that? Somebody hasn't responded to your letter. At that point in time, I have no idea because I do believe that... How did they that, feel about it? Okay, whenever I was a kid, my grandmother pulled out an, an album to show me old photos. Okay? Yeah. Now, she was born in the 30s. And this is just the 1930s, so keep this in mind when I'm getting ready to say. She flipped over and was like, he's dead. She's dead. He got dragged off in the woods by something. He fell into a piece of farm equipment. You know, this one ate a fucking herringbone or something. Like, I mean, just the crazy ass ways yeah. people die. And how Dude. nonchalant she Scratched was. Scratched his foot and got... Got gangrenous. Yeah. yeah, he got septic. It's like the list of different ways these people died is one thing. Her nonchalant delivery of the mortality of these people let you know that maybe motherfuckers just dying out of nowhere wasn't so uncommon. No. So, oh, I haven't heard from him in six months. Oh, he died. Oh, well, how? Oh, that's very unfortunate. I'm absolutely distraught. How did he die? Oh, he shat himself to death. Yeah, that's how Timmy went. Who's Timmy? Oh, my fucking one year old child. Because that's how that normally goes. It's like, yeah, there were so many different ways for people to die. That was a hell of a save. Thank you. That was <laughs> that was very. I fucking Peter Parker that shit, dog. <laughs> you got to check if you got spidey senses. Yeah, dude. Right, right. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, for anyone that's just listening, I made an incredible save from a falling beer bottle that would have been my fault anyway, but I prevented anything from going wrong. So it made me look really good. The world um, net zeroed on that yeah, on that exactly. beer yeah, crashing. Yeah, did nothing except for it made me feel good, and I, I hope it looked cool to see. It did look cool you know what i'm sorry are you getting ready to go into one thing because i had something that i wanted you to do sure yeah let's do that first and then i want to do it. i want to say i want you to get your book oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay i want you okay. to show jafet your book all right yeah it's in my room hang on yeah no it's cool jafet and i can entertain the masses so you said you don't do social media i don't really do it so i had a i have there are two facebooks that are out there with my name on it but i don't they're not active so i got rid of them i didn't i just it's to me. It was just so. It was just constantly pumping in this horribly negative stuff. P- 
people are sharing negative things. People are sharing only the greatest things. And it's like, this is not what life not is. Real. This is not real. Go out and touch some grass, dude. Yeah. Like, ground yourself a little bit. Like, go. I want to go out and see somebody. Yeah. Or I want to talk to you on the phone, man. I don't want to just hit you on a, you know, hit you up like, oh, LOL, nice summer pick, nice vacay, wish I was there, cool. Don't post this while you're actually on vacation or people might know that it's okay to break into your house. It's like, when the fuck did that become a thing that we had to worry about as a society? Maybe yeah. maybe you just sort of, I'm going to live my life and then everyone can live their shit and we'll figure it out from there, you know? Like, I don't have to have it all be, you know... Right then and then. Right then on the spot, everyone knows about my business. Because, number one, I am not that fucking interesting. Yeah. That's paramount. Well, Number two, even if I was, I don't want everyone knowing my dealings. Not that they're bad, but I don't want people to know. I'm about to have a kid, man. I don't want people to know where my damn kid is, what we're doing, stuff like that. You know, people are fucking crazy in this world, man. You know, I remember whenever I was a hard and pain alcoholic, I mean, I was just dumb. Fucking dumb. I'd drink and drive. I would act a goddamn fool. I'd run my mouth. I'd almost get in a bar fight. Like, I mean, I was just an idiot. And now I got to raise a kid to be better than that, man. So just go, just get away from this negativity, dude. There's too much of that shit in the world. We got to start counteracting it somehow. Yeah. I, I actually do have a kind of a positive view on what social media can or should be mm -hmm. like used properly. Mm -hmm. I do. I do have a heart for it when it's used properly. And one of the things that I like to see on it is my friend's, that I don't talk to very often. People yep. maybe even that I was very close to at one point, but when you mm -hmm. live in a different geographic location, it's that's just what happens. You don't lose necessarily any love for that person, mm -hmm. but you I, don't see them, you don't talk to them the way you used to. And I like being able to that's yeah see what's going on in their life, you know? I completely understand that. I absolutely totally get that. My counter. Yeah. I have never wanted to hug and be close to my cousin and his wife, who I is is I call her, I call her my cousin as well. They are family. Um, they live in Ohio. I have never, whenever I I went up and visited them in September, for like four days, impromptu. Let's just go. And I went up there, and I don't ha I haven't seen them in a year or two, so I don't have them on Facebook. I don't have any of this stuff. So I've not actually seen their visage in that time. It made me. It made the whole time that we spent together that much more special. Special to me because I've had the other. I've had what you're talking about, but for me, and I'm not telling you how to live your life, but for me, that was so cool. Yeah. Like I, I appreciated it so much more. And then whenever, even though it was just a short two months later, they came down for Thanksgiving, and you know, I was like, I can't not hang out with these guys. These are these. Are, they're so awesome because he's almost like a brother to me. And I love that cat. So, you know, it's like, I, I don't know. That's that's where I am with it. So I'm kind of like him, too, because mm -hmm. um, I have most of my cousins in Mexico, man. And, and it gets yeah. very expensive for me to fly. Uh, no doubt. Yeah. And so, like, for me to be connected in a way with my cousins and being able to see what's going on in their life. And like he said, if they're doing cool things. Mm -hmm. Friends around here, I... I I get it. Like I'll see and I'll respect their stuff online just as it says vice versa. But if you live near me and I don't I see you more on Facebook than I do face to face, mm -hmm. 
you're losing connection. What are you really keeping up with? Are you really that important in that person's life to not be, yeah. you know, at least, hey, man, let's go have dinner. Hey, let's right. go have brunch. Hey, let's go have a coffee and yeah, talk. And, and that's why, you know, David and I were, were co-workers uh, before we ever knew one another. And then we slowly fostered a friendship that had some, I'm not going to, admittedly rocky points on it that were, you know, my, I, I messed up something. So, you know, we figured it out. I did my, my fair share of apologizing, but it's one of those things. It's like, you know, we, we go to, we make it a point to go to brunch every week as best we can. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we do, you know, some stuff like this and we'll, and we'll encounter one another out in the world and be like, damn, I didn't know you're coming to this because, we do we do brunch. We don't have to do all this other stuff. You that's know? true. So, yeah. That's that is very true. We have a standing appointment. We have a standing appointment. Yeah, that's yeah. yes. That's yeah. right. We have yeah. a standing appointment. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Check out that gift that oh, he got me today. Shit, pickleball. You gonna be an expert player? Maybe. Damn. Maybe. Uh, oh. Again, for the listeners, this is a book uh, that says what's the title and subtitle? Pickleball. What? Pickleball, improve your game, track your success. Yeah. So you're tracking your success. This is pretty cool. A- Where'd you buy online? I got that at FedEx office. No on, kidding. On Stonebridge. Really? I was dropping off a package. Huh. And I looked over and I said, yep, This is it. That's the one. Dude, we're gonna we're gonna play some tournaments next year, so you'd definitely go. Yeah. yeah. Did you happen a chance to read the inscription? I didn't. I, I haven't done that yet. Oh, I've, only, I've only been you with read, you the whole the, the whole time. time. Okay, so, I just didn't know if you had it in your. Should in your, I? You can if you yeah. want to. It's not. It's not too sappy. But I mean, yeah. it's just a, if you don't want to read it to the world, you don't have to. I mean, I'm not insisting you do. If you put half the effort into this game as you do our friendship, you'll go pro in no time. Sweet. Fuck yeah. There man. you go, bud. Thank you. Air hug. I'm not, I'm not uh, setting. This This chair is so comfortable. <laughs> you like it? You like the chair? Oh, the chair is great, dude. Excellent. That I've slept a... in that chair many times. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, passed out maybe is yeah. <laughs> a little different. Right. Really many times. Oh, uh, heck yeah, dude. I mean, it, it seems like it would sleep pretty well. I'm not. I'm not going to act like it won't. Dude, look, you get you this little to. thing right here, prop yeah. your legs throw, up. Throw man. that ottoman down there. Yeah, it wouldn't chilling. be too bad, man. Yeah, that's not even the matching ottoman. That's no, the bad guy. No, it is, but that that chair is a little bit more comfortable. Dude, this thing right Because you sit right into it. I feel like I'm getting chair hugged it's, right now. It's a seasoned chair. It's this well-seasoned chair. Well-seasoned chair. <laughs> You're in the embrace of the chair right now. Absolutely. Maybe between its armpit and its armpit. <laughs> uh, that's the one. Yeah, I'm in- <laughs> I'm actually, yeah, both armpits. I can, I can access both armpits. Love yes. it. It's wonderful. I love it, man. What was all right? So, what was your, what was your next thing? Oh man! Before I said to go get the book. Yeah, um, I. We were talking about like how people. I, I know now. I don't even want to go back, but it's fine. No, mm-hmm. the um, to the power of editing. The power yeah, of editing. Yeah. yeah. About. Half of all humans that have ever lived died before they were 20. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. If you make it to 20 and a half, you've lived longer than about half of all human beings who have ever lived. Are we counting... I don't want to touch on too religious of a note. Are we counting spontaneous uh, spontaneous abortions? Or miscarriages. No, 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 no. no, no. Okay. Just, just yeah. strictly, okay. in, including infant mortality, because that's what okay. brings the average so we, age from back in the day down. You know, I'm sure. Right. When people say, "Oh, you only expected to live to 35," no, that wasn't the case. It was that infant mortality was so low 
or infant mortality was so high that it brought down the average age. So if you made it to 20... You were good, you were the most pro- part. Yeah, you were probably going to live to your 60s. Yeah. That's been true as Yeah, far they as had old people back then, too. You know? They yeah. did. Yeah, it's just that, you know... So we got it. We young. made it. Right. So that was that was just tying back to mm-hmm. the, the deal with your grandmother. Oh yeah, yeah, and being kind of matter of fact about it. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Because she had a she had a sister, a younger sister. It was she. There were five siblings. Of she was her and four more, and the fourth child uh, died at the age of one and three months, mm-hmm. I think. So not not very old. Maybe didn't even make it to its first birthday. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So. What I would, I guess, springboard from that into, what I'd like to springboard from that into is, I know, because I know you, that you have a very uh, interesting and nuanced perspective on spirituality Mm -hmm. and the human species. Okay. And I just kind of like to scratch into that a little bit. Okay, sort Um, of like where I am. It's not not too deep, but just like sort of how I like to feel about it. Broad strokes, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't subscribe to any one religion right i don't but i don't not any one religion so much as any religion at all i think if there were a religion and i'm not trying to offend any delicate sensibilities either in this room or in the ears that are listening now but christianity borrows a lot from religions that were before i mean if you if you from the outside looking in you can you can sort of see it some people can't see the forest for the trees so i don't i'm not out here to change any minds I like to think of, I, I went to school for microbiology. So all of my, David went for evolutionary biology. I looked at, all of my studies were uh, on a slide. I could look, I looked through a microscope. So I got to see how life plays out on this very microscopic level, which it is hauntingly similar to how life plays out on the macroscopic level. Things still eat things. Yeah. And, you know, very tiny, tiny things, even tinier, tiny things. And how those work into symbiotic theory, which I, you know, you can Google if you want to, but it's essentially that, you know, mitochondria and chloroplasts were actually bacteria that got incorporated into cells. So that's how you have multicellular organisms and uh, the, you know, the, the eukaryotic cells and they could get larger. Like your sciatic nerve is massive. It's a single cell. Those are real, real long, aren't they? Yeah, it's it's from it goes from your sacroiliac joint all the way down to your foot. Oh, I didn't know it was oh, that wow. long. Yeah, it's all it's one neuron. Whoa. Yeah. So that's why sciatic stuff. Whenever is so whenever bad. whenever you have a, a herniated or bulging disc that presses from your L four, L five area, whenever you have that hitting that root nerve, that sciatic nerve it feels like someone has shot electricity down the back of your butt, yeah. down your leg, all the way to your foot. Damn. Damn. Instantly. God. My dad had it and had to have surgery on it when he was in his 40s. Okay. So if you're ever suffering from sciatic nerve pain, he, my father, recommends getting that surgery and just being out your eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Don't live with that shit any longer than you have to because it sucks. He says that short week, that eight weeks was short to be out of work compared to the, how long it felt just being ill that yeah, old, you know, I bet. being, you know, not in good shape at that time. But anyway, so I look at these things and I say, all right, I like the idea because these things from what we understand do not have any consciousness because they are on this, they're, they're, they're in essentially almost 
to our perspective, what appears to be a 2D world, even though it's, it's you can you know it's a little 3D, but they are on there and they seem like they're just ants in a maze, right? But I'm looking back on it, and then there's got to be. I'm not say got to be, but then you look, you can peel back from that, and you can look at how our planet is interacting with other planets, and then there's other life that's possibly out in the universe. But here on our Earth, this island Earth, I like to sort of feel that all life is feeding off of one another, not just physically, but in the sense of I feel better whenever I go outside, right? If I go take a walk in the park, I feel better than if I go take a walk on a treadmill. I can do the same pace. I can do the same variations of everything. I can climb and control it to make everything the exact same. But whenever I am around more nature, I feel more at home. Yeah, so I you, think there is a part of us as life because yeah. who are you? You are Jafet, but you're made of about 39 billion cells yeah. that are you or 37 or so billion. Well, there's 39 or so billion that aren't you that do not have your DNA. It's your gut microbiota and things of that nature and those creepy crawlies on your skin. And I'm sorry, people at home, they're there. You can't wash them away. You need them. Please let them let them be. They're they're there for a reason. They're doing well. They're doing your body some good stuff. But you you're not really you. You're this amalgamation of what you consider to be you, what you call you, colloquially. But we are a part of the greater you know machination of this thing that we call life, and we're just really we're just shuffling the energy back and forth, right? Yeah. And where does the energy come from? The sun. So whenever old religions worship the sun, I feel they were more accurate to life than really anything else, than any mythological deity doing these great feats and these other things. So I feel more connected with these succulents on this table. Than the table. Than the table, right? Yeah. Yeah. And being with you guys, they're closer to us too. Though they're right, they they're are. alive. Yeah, they are alive. I mean, that's a living entity, you know. Yeah. And and people will say that viruses are not living just because the reason they say that is because our definition of what is living, a virus can't do those things. Okay, so so where yeah. do we oh. draw the arbitrary line? I do have an interjection on the viruses. I think you I've do. Told you you, you I know you I've have told, told me you. this, and I love it, but I'd love to hear it again. So there was a virology grad student that I met at UBC in Vancouver when I visited and I met him at a wing bar Mm -hmm. just eating some hot wings drinking some beer get to talking to him yeah grad student virology etc etc and I broached that subject of I said all right you're a virology grad student well are viruses alive I want to know what you think and best answer I've ever heard he said, we have misidentified and classified them. The phage is not the virus. The infected cell is the virus. So, correct. yes, viruses are alive. They're the original predator. Yes. I, I think that that's correct as well. Yeah. So, because they have the ability to go and they just need a little help. So, the problem is, is what we've done is we've drawn the arbitrary line. So, the things that viruses can't do that other living things do is they, yeah. can't, they can't metabolize and they can't they can't self replicate. That's the two main things. They have to have help with those things. So 
okay, big deal. There's still life to me. I think yeah. I think yeah. that they are just as live yeah. as it is as you or I sitting here now. Especially the way that he mm-hmm. he redrew the line. Essentially, no, it's yeah. not over here. It's not that. It's yeah. the infected cell absolutely does metabolize, does yeah. reproduce itself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but it, it, and it and, and it, oh, and their RNA instead of DNA. Is the other thing? Yeah, but so are generally. Yeah, but there. I mean, but again, if you yeah. have, but if you are considering the infected cell as the living thing, mm-hmm. then you redrew that uh, criteria as well. Yeah, because the infected cell just at that point essentially becomes a virus mass production factory until yeah. the cell's ability to do so is exhausted, which usually is through lysing of the cytoplasm, but yeah. running running out of and lysing of cytoplasm. I mean, of a uh, Cytoplasm, the uh, the cell membrane. membrane yeah, yes. um, phospholipid bilayer. There we go. There we go. Our biology teachers would be proud. All eighteen of them. <laughs> but in kind of circling back to talking about worshiping the sun in particular, mm-hmm. I find that a very fascinating fusion of science and spirituality. It is, and I do think that. Western culture in general has experienced the loss of organized religion in a big way. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, the whole Nietzsche thing of, uh, what is it? God is dead. Yeah. Gr- right. Yeah. Grandly misunderstood by most people. He was, he was bemoaning the loss of Christianity in 1800s Europe. He was saying like, yeah, people are still Christian, but it's no longer the, thing that you can 100% agree with in your people group, essentially. There, mm-hmm. There's this kind of breakdown of the agreement. Right. Yeah. And so he was essentially saying, people will have no idea what to value mm-hmm. because their their value system is being taken from them. Right. And so I think that there's definitely a lot of struggle today with people who don't know what's important and how to know what's even important. Yeah. So I do think that the spirituality of the future 200 years from now will probably look something like that. I'm too early. (laughs) (laughs) You're on the forefront. I came around too early. I'm an early adopter, but I, I mean, it's, to me, it's just like a resurgence, right? Because, I mean, think about what people were like before this, right? We, as humans, didn't really have a... But question, curious minds, yes, but no real understanding, no scientific yeah. process, no way yeah. to test, no tools, none of that mm-hmm. shit. So it's like, well, what do you ask yourself? And there's, dude, there's no television, there's no podcast, there's nothing. It's you, everyone that you're ever going to know, are, are fit in fucking four tenths other than yours. Right? You're traveling around. It's you and your family. You may come across someone else to maybe get a little bit of genetic diversity in your jam. I, I'm not really maybe sure. Maybe a Neanderthal or two. Maybe a Neanderthal or two. Yeah. Maybe about 2%, several thousand years down the line, still hanging around. I, right. I, I don't know. You know, but. Um, Do you think there were hot cave women 
Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Had to be. Right? Absolutely. I love me a sturdy gal. <laughs> <laughs> nice and firm. Yeah. <laughs> She's yes. got a good strong jawline. Yeah. <laughs> and I like to. And you look at back on on past cultures that were you know during Neolithic times. Uh, you know, there were a lot of carvings of, you know, full-bodied women that were, you know, very large mammaries. So that was the the feminine, you know, this, you know, this mothering sort of thing. And it's like, yeah, man, they know what the fuck was up. They know what's going on. You, you Women kick ass, man. Like, you, you got to have, like, everyone starts as a woman, then you add in that Y chromosome, right? Yeah. So it's like, no, they knew that this was, you know, women and maternalism was great. And I think, you know, Christopher Hitchens said it best when... You unlock a society's full potential whenever you make the sexes equal in terms of their abilities. No glass ceiling, uh, no things like that. No laws that are going and prejudice one sex versus another. You know, like abortion and things like that. You know, so I'm not trying to again, not getting political. I'm not trying to change anybody's mind, but you know, that's just what one guy said that I've listened to. So, who's dead now? But. Yeah, lung cancer got him, huh? Yeah, it turns out smoking about a pack or two a day for the last 50 years will do that to a guy, you know. Yeah. But, you know, it's like they have these things, so, you know, trying to sort out their world and everything like that, it was just, you know, they got all this all this crud going on. So, I mean, why wouldn't they come up with different religions and different things? And some worship the sun, some worship mother goddesses, some worship paternal goddesses, uh, gods and things like that. Some a pantheon, yeah. some a monotheistic, you know, there's no... But they were all very nature-oriented. They were all very nature-oriented. You know, the Celts in, you know, in Britannia, or, you know, the British Isles back before, you know, and whenever, like, Ice Age time, right? It's the Younger Dryas period, if you've ever checked that out. You know, sea levels were much further down because mm-hmm. all this water was trapped in ice and... Uh, so these guys were in this place like Doggerland. Could you imagine what it was like whenever you're on Doggerland or you're in one of these places that ended up becoming flooded during that time? Would it have seemed like the whole world was engulfed in water? It didn't, it didn't happen overnight. Like these things, it took time for these areas to get flooded. You're not going to raise the sea levels are not going to raise 50 meters overnight. But I mean, these people tell these stories. Well, we had to move. We're not in our old land because of this world, this flood that came. The whole world had to have flood because we heard other people say that they had to move. You know, things like that. So, you know, this flood myth. You know, maybe that's where that sort of came from. You yeah. know, and and they knew that fire melted, you know, ice and and coldness. So they were like, oh, the sun must be a sun god that's angry at us and yeah, could be punishing us. That's I mean that's a very real thing, especially up and around the Dogger Bank area, Dogger Land. That was what it was whenever it was above. Now it's called Dogger Bank because it's below the North Sea. But that is it like in that spot between like Denmark and it's exactly where it is in England. Okay, that's exactly okay. where the eastern right. the eastern coast of England and Denmark uh, between those two, the western coast of Denmark between those two. That's you, where Dogger Bank lies. Land. Now it used it used yeah. to be Dogger okay. Land, and they are theorizing that water levels sea levels were low enough for people to have inhabited that the, the vast majority of that which you can't really go down there and dig it up right no, it's under right. fucking a mile of ocean you know let's be real well they can't prove it so therefore then hold on now just gives it's an idea no one said it was canon <laughs> you know we're just, <laughs> we're just kicking out book ideas here you know 
Someone wants a bestseller out of this. That's but I mean, these people, fiction, they, they could, they, you. they could have seen, yeah. <laughs> 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 they could have seen ice caps melting maybe over a certain period of time oh, yeah. and the sun coming out and ruining that. And they could have been like, man, this sun is pissed with us. Fuck this sun. We yeah. got to do something to keep it happy. Right. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? You guys got a mirror? Or- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or think about that there were plenty of cultures not that long ago that had giant sloths and woolly mammoths around them. Yeah. And the and a, a giant sloth would be the coolest fucking thing to see in the world. You would, I you, would think so. You know so. what I'm talking about, Jafet? Yeah. Do you know Big the tunnels? No. Nah. You don't know the tun you don't know the tunnels? Tunnels. They're in. I think they're in Brazil, Central Central America, Brazil. Where people theorize there may be. Where there were like giant slaw, like tunnels for giant slaws. You could see like the the claw marks. These tunnels that giant slaws built that were. I mean, grown men can stand two on top of one another and almost not hit their head on the ceiling of this thing. And there's just like claw marks on the sides for these slaws. It's understood. It's crazy. Bert made these giant burrows. And it's like, what made these giants? Were giants? In- no, dude. I mean, giants, giant but giant sloths, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. But, so. Yeah, Forrest Galante like thinks there may be a couple left in this one like isolated basin. Forrest Galante. Yeah, he's a I don't know a wildlife guy. Okay. He's very interested in like. Extinct species or species that may he's he's read he's found a couple of species that were believed to be extinct like so like a bird in you know so potentially extant but understood to be extinct yeah. species kind of yeah. like the coelacanths back in thirty eight exactly like that yeah. yeah so he's like he's found a tortoise that was supposed to be extinct and then then some bird as well you know what's funny about that dude that found the coelacanth you know what a coelacanth is don't you yeah yeah you know what's yeah, funny that, about that dude that, that found them. Huh? It's a Pokemon. I'm familiar. Are you familiar with what's yeah, that yeah. Pokemon? Uh, do you know this, this kind of the story of how that ran down? No. He went down on the dock, and the fisherman was like, they, they were looking for these, and they had gone out trying to find this shit, and they couldn't find anything. They were at the dock, and the fisherman had brought one in. And they're like, hey, can we get that? Yeah, those are garbage fish. We throw those away. <laughs> so these South African fishermen had already fi- had been knowing about this forever, but. Well, they were South African fishermen, so they're not going to make the world news. So it's like yeah. we're we're British people, and we found it. Okay, dude, calm down. You just cared. You, you didn't. You didn't <laughs> find it. You just cared about finding yeah. it. What was it supposed to be? Like two hundred fifty million year old, something, something like that. that range. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Pre pre Triassic period. I think it's supposed to have died out during the during the uh, Cambrian. Yeah. Wild thing. Very well. Mm-hmm. What else is among us that we don't know? You know? I am thoroughly convinced that there is shit in the ocean. Oh, yeah. we so deep. I'm not even... T- not Lovecraftian horror size, but definitely something that hangs over my head like the Sword of Damocles every time my fucking toe touches water. Like... I have bad thalassophobia. Really? If I can't see my feet, I ain't getting in it. Really? 100%. So you don't swim in the ocean? No. Do you wade in the ocean? Knee deep, about as much as you got, unless I really got a piss, and we'll go up to the waist. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Holy shit. I get that too, man. 
I've always wanted to surf until people were like, you know, you're going to be way out there when you're on that board. Nope. And like you're you're not seeing, I mean, you're seeing darkness underneath you. And I got I'm a better like, chance of getting pregnant, dog. No way. <laughs> if I can't touch the ocean floor, I'm probably too deep. I'm too deep. I'm too deep. Yeah, it's it's bad. I got it bad. But I'm definitely under the impression that there is stuff in that deep, deep ocean that we do not know what the heck it is, how how long it's been there, how big it is. No clue. There was. Have you heard about that shark that had the tracker on it? No. Uh, Well, I mean, obviously, everyone's heard of a shark tracker, right? You know, not this specific. How it travels so far away. Is that the one, one? This one was going along, and it was a great white. It was like a. I don't know, five or six meter great white the female, pretty decent sized chunker of a shark. But anyway, she was going along and she was bebopping all good. And then out of nowhere, straight down she went. The tracker like washed up. Yeah. Grabbed it and pulled it down. Stayed down there for a few hours and then washed up on a beach like a week or two later. The tracker did. Whoa. So something not only is able to go down that far. But it's also able to come up and then go back down that far because that amount of pressure differential. Oh, yeah. So either it got killed and the buoyancy made it to where it went straight down, but then out of nowhere, the buoyancy suddenly made it where it came back up, or something that we don't maybe know about feasted on this shark. That's what I think that's the simpler explanation, albeit I don't have any evidence for anything of what that may be. I'm not saying. Yeah, Cthulhu's out there. Some something large, something large that maybe we don't know about. Yeah. yeah, you ever seen these uh these like military videos of like these fire pilots flying and they see like objects supposedly they're aliens or unmanned crafted whatever mm-hmm. and they dip into the ocean and then they dip back out. Do you believe in? I've seen the videos of where they're tracking objects, but I haven't seen where they're dipping into the ocean. Yeah, they the, dip into the ocean quick, and then they come back up. So I haven't seen that. I, I am a little skeptical of those kinds of videos, especially in our information age. Yeah. Uh, but I will say that, like, whenever you see some of these, you have, so like, you have the object, and then you have a plane that's flying and keeping it in, in scope, right? So it's shooting this video. Well, the parallax makes that object looks like it's hauling ball and ass. Mm-hmm. When actually it's just this plane that's doing about 400 miles an hour is making the circle. So it makes it look behind it. The ocean's moving behind it by parallax. True. So it Could makes be, it look yeah. like it's going fast. I'm not an expert on this, but yeah. that's what I understand from point of view sake. You heard it here first. <laughs> heard it here first, yes. I am the guy on uh, extraterrestrial. I do believe yeah. that extraterrestrial life, extraterrestrial life exists. Yeah, I do I, believe that. I, I do too. I also think it hasn't been here. I like to think about Neil, Neil Tyson's bit on, we have 4K security cameras. Why is the best footage we have 300 pixels right. on this shit? Well, it's because it was shot on an iPhone and it was sent to a Samsung. Yeah, right. That's, that's what <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, iPhone's supposed to be getting RCS next year, that. I think. So. I saw that, man. Maybe this will put some pause on the whole blue bubble, green bubble thing. But hopefully, so <laughs> anyway, um, that's you know, I do believe that there is extraterrestrial life. I do not believe that it has visited Earth. The idea of something like that happening, you know, the, uh, there's Fermi paradox, right? You know, if there's so much life in the universe because there's so much potential, then where is it? Well, maybe it hasn't gone through its great filter, or maybe it didn't pass through that, possibly. Maybe we haven't either. Might be too far away. 
maybe we're too early. Maybe maybe we're you know they might we're, be we're, the first ones. We're we're as we understand it from the scientific standpoint, we understand that we're about thirteen and a half billion years, fourteen or so billion years into this thing we call the universe. So maybe who's to say that the actual wellspring of life doesn't really start a flowing until it's like a hundred billion years in? Yeah. We're the early adopters. We're the test bed, maybe. Be. But you also there's so there's such a vastness to space that it's really hard for people to comprehend. Even in highly intellectual people, it's hard to really understand just how vast this shit is. Every star that you can see in the night sky is like no more than a hundred light years away. Everything else is a galaxy because the stars are too damn far away to, to like to, to see them, to discern them with your naked eye. You can only see six planets with your, with your eye. Do you know what six, do you know what six they are? I think so. Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn. Wait, that's only five. There's a, definitely a six one you can see. It's a dad joke. You're on Earth and you can see Earth all the time. I was, dude. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. Got him. <laughs> you can definitely see Earth, dog. I've uh, seen it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So whenever Han Solo, because I love Star Wars, so i got to wrap Star Wars in this somehow. Whenever Han Solo says, we need to make the right calculations that we could bounce too close to a supernova, that injures something real quick, right? The likelihood of you being able to just point in any random direction right now, go the speed of light, and the likelihood that you would actually hit something is so infinitesimally small, it is borders on the absurdity. There's almost no way that you would hit something. You just go, if you just point anywhere that isn't this motherfucking planet, you will almost assuredly not hit something. Hmm. Also, the Empire did nothing wrong. I would just like to clarify that. And you did hear it here first. There we go. <laughs> We've got an Imperial supporter here. Mm-hmm. That's and right. And my Jedi. Papa Palpatine. Hell yeah. Papa Palpatine. Papa, Pal- Papa Palpatine for Priz. That's right. <laughs> and I'm just a humble merchant trying to make his way in the world. Are you trying, to, you're trying to open uh, up that, that burger place. That's right. That that's burger right. space place. Space that's burgers, yes, sir. With space cows, yeah. I would be the Star Wars McDonald's. Yeah. So if you could, if you could be anything in Star Wars, what would you be? If I had to pick anything in Star Wars, mm-hmm. like you're just a regular dude. I don't have force sensitivity in this scenario, right? No. no. Just okay. A regular guy. Mm. I would be an Imperial Naval officer. Okay. I'd like to command a star destroyer. Travel the travel the galaxy. Travel the galaxy. You know, we're, we're providing strength and stability to the mm-hmm. empire. The and republic. The cynic said they wanted. They said we're going to reorganize into the empire, and everyone's like, "Yeah, let's fucking do. Let's go." And I hear they have a decent benefits package. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's 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 top tier. All the Twi'leks that you can stand. Space Whoa. insurance. Yeah, space insurance. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm not going to fuck around with you, man. If I could get space insurance, it'd be more insurance than I have on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> man, insurance in Star Wars world has to be insanely yeah. expensive. God, the inflation rate between all the... Pl- God, this is ridiculous. The credits just aren't going as far as they used to. I know, man. It's just absurd. You got you got Cyril over there having to go back to his mom's place, you know, in Andor and get you gotta eat that damn that, you gotta eat that, that bachelor most, kibble. The most <laughs> realistic part of Star Wars. Oh, one hundred percent. That that was that was realistic. The second most most realistic part 
was on the eighth episode of the first season of The Mandalorian whenever the two guys are the, the scout troopers are trying to shoot that fucking can. Yeah. That, that if you go talk to anybody that you know that's ever been in the military and just find out what they do when there's not shit to do. Yeah. When, or, oh, yeah, we got to go out here and stand around. Hey, you think I can shoot? You think I can hit that tree? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's what. I fucking love it. Well, man, is there anything else you want to no, say man. or I'm, plug or no? I, I've got nothing to plug. I'm I'm not here to shill anything. I was just hanging oh, out. We're just talking. So I really enjoyed the talk. It's been super fun to be honest with you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah man, no, thank thanks you. for having me. Absolutely enjoyed it. Oh. Thanks everybody for listening. This is Jafet and David. See ya.